It's News Talk ZB Weekend Collective. Tim Roxburgh and Tim Beveridge with you. We will go to Anna Burns Francis, US correspondent, before four o'clock, talking in not just American politics and the situation with COVID in the States. 1,500 deaths yesterday. Every two days, they're having the equivalent loss of life of 9 11. So, uh, serious problems with the Delta variant rampaging, particularly in states where people aren't vaccinated. Uh, and uh, what's happened with Af- Afghanistan, how that security failure or rather the intelligence failure managed to happen. That's coming for you soon. Uh, we'll do plenty of text messages on 9292. But first, joining us now is ACT Party leader David Seymour talking about the latest situation with lockdown. So we've got 21 new cases. That's 72 in total. As Bevo was saying, and I fully agree, I think, the, and Professor Rod Jackson was saying, there is actually cause to be optimistic. This lockdown is working. 61 of those 72 already confirmed as being part of the same cluster. More good news. One million fully vaccinated. 73% of the population have had one dose or are now booked in. Uh, But there is one particular thing which I'm sure is going to make David Seymour happy. And uh, let's get to that in a moment. But welcome along now, David Seymour. G'day. G'day, Tim and Tim. G'day, David. um, You'd you'd be pleased that your policy and mine uh, of COVID uh, mandatory scanning's finally kicked in. Yeah, look, it's the right thing to do because if you look at this latest outbreak, um, 32% of people at one place had done COVID scanning with the QR code um, and of the rest, uh, it actually had the contact tracers having to phone people up and use other records to trace them and so on. They still get there, but it's just a lot slower. Let's make a couple of comments. One is, you know, people think it's the government tracking you. It's not. It's keeping a digital diary on your phone that you can choose to share uh, if you wish to, and it can only be used for the purpose of COVID contact tracing legally. So, you know, if I was asked to share my digital diary that I've kept, I, I certainly would because I want to help my neighbours who are facing a lot of pressures um, under this lockdown get out faster. Um, so, you know, people will get concerned about the privacy aspects. I, I don't think that you should when you compare it with the impact of other COVID measures. Having said that, um, I was pretty surprised to see a couple of things. Number one, supermarkets are exempt. Um, well, that just seems crazy. Uh, it's one of the major uh, locations of interest that you could have as a supermarket. Second of all, they've said that everything falls on the business owner. The business owner has the obligation to make sure people comply. Well, businesses have been through the ringer in this COVID period. The idea um, that they've now been sort of commandeered or conscripted involuntary law enforcement for new rules made by the government, uh, well, that's just completely nuts. And, of course, it's going to create health and safety issues because if you're an employer, you've got people who don't want to comply Um, as a person conducting a business undertaking, you're responsible to have a plan to manage that situation. Um, So I think they've made a big mistake and possibly not put that through. Uh, It it should be a law. 90% of people will follow it. And if people don't want to follow it, it should be up to the government rather than the business owner to enforce their laws. What reason would there be for exempting supermarkets? Well, look... (laughs) If you can get Chris Hipkins on and ask him about that one, hmm. um, a, a wily journalist noticed that they weren't mentioned in the government's press release. Asked the question, they can send that are off, they, so. so are they not just not mentioned, or are they actually specifically excluded? 
Well, look, this is all sort of coming out minute yeah. by minute, but a, a journalist from another outlet actually asked the question and is saying that uh, they've had it cons- confirmed it doesn't include supermarkets. Would it so be I'm just going by what they're saying? Would wow. it be because compliance? I'm just trying to, th- you know, thinking out loud here. Would it be because compliance would be high at supermarkets? It's been high at supermarkets anyway, and and that is it to do with people who, for some health reasons, might not be able to wear it, and you can't deny them getting food. I don't know. It, it seems odd. Well, you don't have to wear anything, um, and you don't even have to use the COVID scanner. It's it's a requirement of keeping a record. Um, obviously, for a lot of people, using the phone and the QR code is going to be the, the simplest way to do that. Um, but you yeah. could just sign a, a form if you wanted to at the, the clipboard yeah. that a lot of places have. Um, so pretty hard to understand that. But I just want to go back to, I think it was Tim Roxburgh, who's drunk the Kool-Aid announcing the government's propaganda. 73% of people have either had a first jab or been booked. Well, actually, that's people over 40. And you notice the way that when things aren't going the government's direction, uh, they don't change the reality, they change the presentation and perception of it. Mm. I mean, the truth is that we're in this situation right now as the rest of the world, and you can see it on your TV screen at any sports event, starts to move on. Um, The reason for that is that we don't have Mm. vaccination. And even when we do... We're still going to face hard choices about well, whether we can. Make hey, I, I got to defend myself, that, David. That, that's not drinking the Kool Aid. That's <laughs> the seventy-three percent of eligible people. You're, you're right to clarify it's eligible, um, and and I apologise that I didn't say eligible. But but that no, it's that not remains even eligible, mate. It's over forties. Yeah, so so eligible over forty because at at this stage, <laughs> that that. that those are the rules. Mm. So after Barry Gibbs' birthday on September the first, then it changes. <laughs> okay. But but at this point in time, okay. you, you those just, are the rules. You just keep gulping that Kool Aid. Oh, okay. well, that's let, not Kool Aid. There's a stats. Let's, let's, that's uh, not Kool Aid. No, How our stats Kool Aid? Oh, well, I, I guess that the point is that it sounds better than the reality is, and that only twenty percent of us have been double vaccinated, and another fifteen percent on top of that, fourteen percent have had their single jab. But it's going. The, at least it's going the right direction. Look, let's get on to the question about elimination, David, because. Um, we've heard some pretty um, blunt statements that look we'd still be in we'd still be having level four even if we were eighty percent vaccinated. I think Stuart Nash said that. I got the feeling Hipkins was walking that back. But where what do you think we should be doing once our vaccination levels get up to eighty percent? How long can the elimin- elimination strategy persist in New Zealand? Well, look, this is where the government, frankly, needs to host a a more open, adult and honest conversation about what sort of options do 5 million people on a set of islands actually have in face of Delta. We're not seeing that. Uh, The advice that came out from David Skegg wasn't advice. It was just the release of three letters he'd written over the last couple of months, 18 pages in total. Um, that's what we have from our government. What we should be doing is saying, look, there's a there's a number of possible scenarios. Uh, we give up, and I don't think that is viable. I think that would lead to carnage and chaos and mass panic. Um, we could continue doing what we're doing, um, which basically means that you know vaccination isn't working for us. So we haven't done it. Uh, testing is hopeless. I mean, they're only doing one sort of testing once a week, um, which is early warning is not frequent enough in a Delta environment. Uh, we don't have saliva testing. We've actually banned rapid testing kits from being ported. Not only is the government not doing it, they're stopping other people. Um, and, and so it goes on. Um, is wastewater you know, that, testing that, only that, happening once a week at the moment? 
No, they've had to, they've had to speed it up because they realised what a terrible mistake that was, but only in Auckland, um, not in the rest of the country. Uh, so they've proven that you can do it daily. They just weren't doing it. And as a result, we lost several days getting ahead of this outbreak. Mm. I just give that as an example of the status yeah. quo won't work. Um, the lockdowns are the only effective defence the government has. What would you rather? Would, would you rather? What would you rather having occasional level four lockdowns or kind of a constant two point five? That's not the, that's not the question that's before us. The question is, are we going to keep doing what we're doing now? Um, right now, that's level four lockdown is the only defence when there's an outbreak. I don't think that's sustainable, um, just as I don't think it's viable to give up uh, trying to contain it. The option that is in front of us is to have an open discussion. These are the three basic options. If we want to take a middle path and be able to achieve elimination uh, without the kind of lockdowns uh, that we're experiencing right now, then they're going to have to seriously upgrade uh, the tech response. Uh, they're going to have to rapidly improve the rate of vaccination. And I would be asking, uh, can we renegotiate with Pfizer? Because 50000 a week means we don't get it done next year. Um, or are they going to start We had 50000 yesterday. That was 50000 a day, I think. Sorry, 50000 a day, yeah, I misspoke. But the point is, um, at best, if you did that every day, you'd get there maybe sometime in late December. Reality, yeah. not every day will be like that. So you're looking at next year to get to the 80%. Um, and then you say, OK, what about um, uh, you know getting supply of vaccine from other suppliers? Chris Hipkins accepted that this morning. Yeah. Um, just make the broader point that the government's had 18 months and mm. none of this has really been out in the open, discussed with New Zealanders as possible scenarios. Yeah. They seem to be always reacting uh, yeah. rather than being proactive. And Isn't that because it changes, though? Is it, I mean, the, the situation has changed, hasn't it? Well, the situation changed in December when Delta was first detected and in May uh, when it was formally identified as a variant. Um, you know, I asked Chris Hickens three weeks ago, can you just tell us one tangible thing you guys have done now that we know Delta is a reality? Um, and he couldn't name one. So we're getting changes happening now uh, as a result of panic. Um, that's not the approach we need because this will happen again. Uh, we need to be proactively rather than reactively yeah. prepared. We should expect more from our government in that sense. Um, just just quickly and by way of a sort of parting comment, um, were you, like me, slightly heartened by the fact there are only 21 new cases today? You think we might, uh, we might the luck still might be on our side? Yeah, look, I, I, you don't know how these things are going to go, but so far um, you've only got one cluster. They're all epidemiologically um, or... Um, by by genome sequencing uh, linked to a single cluster um, and people are doing the right thing by and large. The only thing I would say is that they talk about doing thirty or 40,000 tests a day. Well, that's great, but are they testing the right people? Mm. Because out of 8,000 uh, contacts, or 8,600 contacts, only a third of them have actually been eliminated um, or yeah. tested negative. So, you know, we've got a long way to go in terms of testing the actual 
people who were at locations of interest. And you'd have to ask what's the prioritisation for testing, not only for those people, but also for people who have been pinged that need to get back to working in hospitals, for example, uh, people that need to get back to working at Countdown, which has been shutting stores. So I think the real issue, not with the volume of testing, but with the prioritisation of it, And as a result, I'm not sure it's yet giving us a full picture of the spread. All right. Appreciate your time. It's ACT Party leader David Seymour.